Welcome back to Entertainment Chat. I'm your host, Ari, my fellow host. I, I'm really used to saying that, and I shouldn't be because he hasn't been back in a while. He will be back, I promise, but he just hasn't been back in a while. And I don't know, I get really tense while recording these, and I shouldn't because I've done this quite a bit, and I feel like I can't ad-lib saying things. I mean, I ad-lib most things, but I feel like I have to stay really by the books with how I review these movies, and I shouldn't have to, but I do. But anyway, we're doing a review of Tick, Tick, Boom, um, which is a new Netflix movie that I recently saw. And I will do an army, I mean, an army of thieves review, but I just, I wanted to do this first because I don't know, I, I thought it would be cool, and I just have a lot to say about it. Um, so as IMDb page says that it's about the following. On the cusp of his 30th birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressure of life as an artist in New York City, which doesn't quite do it justice, but I'll, I'll just go with it. Um, it's, it's, it's basically about the guy who wrote Rent, Jonathan Larson, who's played by Andrew Garfield in this movie, and it's actually pretty good. There's also other people who I haven't heard of, like, um, well, I need to scroll down, but it's okay. You know what? There's just... I'll, I'll get to it. But anyway, so this movie is quite good. It is quite good. And I'm going to be really under the assumption you've seen it with the things I talk about, but... Because it's going to take too long if I explain everything in this movie because there's a ton of... a ton of stuff in it. But it's, it's sort of like a musical type thing with like a sort of monologue... Thing because I guess after okay I'm getting ahead of myself anyway so they do this monologue thing in the vein of Jonathan Larson's show before he did Rent um, his one man show off Broadway called Tick Tick Boom hence the title of the movie um, and that's sort of his monologue throughout the entire movie and apparently every single song in this movie was written by Jonathan Larson by the way Jonathan Larson isn't alive anymore he died like the night rent premiered which is pretty crazy and sad at the same time but yeah um but he, the songs in this movie are so good they are so good I, I just can't stress enough how good they are like i i genuinely like was like humming them or singing them to myself way before and i saw this movie a week ago and I'm still thinking of different, like, different songs that was in this movie. It's just, it's, it's, the songs were great. Uh, I'm probably going to say a ton of good things about this movie, which I, I don't really review movies I don't like, which I'm maybe going to start doing, because I want to, there's one movie on Netflix called Bright, and it doesn't seem like it was a very good one. It, well, it wasn't reviewed very well. I'm not going to give it any judgment till I've seen it, which I haven't seen it, but it didn't get very good reviews. And it was made by the same people, or the same director who made Suicide Squad, which coincided, well, the Suicide Squad that starred Will Smith, and technically the same director, because Will Smith is in this movie as well, so, you know, I don't think Will Smith could have predicted how badly Suicide Squad did, so he probably already signed on to do Bright. But anyway, I am getting ahead of myself. Anyway, again, didn't get very good reviews, but I'm not going to judge the movie. Anyway, so... He's on the stage narrating the entire sort of thing, but not narrating it where it gets overbearing, which I, I kind of liked. And 
I mean, I was pretty surprised by how good Andrew Garfield could sing. Like, it was it was surprising, which I learned in interviews that he actually learned to sing for this movie. I thought, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really like. I I, I wasn't sure if he already knew how to sing because that's why he was hired. But no, apparently, the director of the movie, Lin Manuel Miranda, who also made Hamilton and starred in Hamilton, um, saw him in the play Angels in America and thought that would be he would be good in the role. So, you know, um, probably, I mean, that was a good casting decision. Anyway, um, I'm going to, uh, before I continue, you know the SNL sketch where Chris Farley is uh, interviewing Jeff Daniels and he, he would just name random scenes and movies he's been in and say that they were good, that he liked that or whatever. I mentioned it before, but I want to do that now. Uh, there's a scene where he was in front of, like, he was presenting his, I think he was presenting him to producers. He was presenting his play to producers. And it was, I think, uh, Bradley Whitford and Richard Kind. Those are the actors playing him. Well, so anytime Richard Kind would say, would say a critique, and then Bradley Whitford would say a critique. Richard Kind would automatically jump ship over to Bradley Whitford's critique. And it was really funny. He'd be, he'd be saying like the exact opposite thing. And then he'd say, oh, well, I thought this was good. And he goes, that's what I thought as well. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was good. Anyway, I wrote it down in my notes. I just wanted to say it out loud. Anyway, I thought the editing and the cinematography in this movie were really good. Because the way they cut back to specific things in his monologue to the actual events happening were so cool. And I just, I, I don't know. It was, I thought they were very good. Um, in each mo- line of monologue, each line in his monologue sort of sounded like a poem. Which I thought was really, really cool. I'm just naming things on my notes. Because, I mean, I'll get through, like, more other things. Um... But yeah, I mean, it sounded so cool. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It was hard to describe this movie in words, to be honest with you. And I don't know. It was it was just such a great, great movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway. What's next? Um, one thing that I thought was sort of interesting and sort of, like, well, not interesting, but, I mean, basically, and this is based on a true story, um, Jonathan Larson would refuse to do any other thing besides be a playwright because basically his one of his best friends, I think his name was Michael, um, was uh was basically was like gonna be an actor or whatever, but all of a sudden just decided to go into sales because he realized he wasn't a very good actor. Well, they don't reveal that until later in the movie, but. I because th- and then that sort of breaks Jonathan's heart in a way because he really really wanted to kind of do this together with him, but I don't, I thought that was kind of cool and it was sort of a reoccurring theme in the movie, um, along with his relationship with his girlfriend, which I thought was which was really strained and considering how much of his writing a play or writing the play Suburbia. Which I think was based off George Orwell's 2001, which I, but he couldn't get the rights to it. I don't know where I heard that from, but I'm going to assume it's true. Or, uh, and then he couldn't get the rights to 2001, so he just called it Suburbia. So, yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he adapted it faithfully to um, 
to play for him. I, I forgot it was a musical. It was a musical. It was a musical. Um, but yeah, he refused to do anything else. Um, uh, anyway, um, this movie really dives into his mind and his fear of selling out, which I think I already said, but this is all my notes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, mm. um, all right. The next thing to talk about is his ambitions would get in the way of his life and his relationships. Um, which I mentioned with his girlfriend because he would be so distant and just doing something completely different. And also I never knew what his girlfriend did as a profession. They never, Oh no, she was a dancer. She was a dancer. She was a dancer. I remember. I remember. Okay. Um, and you know, the way, uh, the, the, the way they'd show like that they were like kind of far apart was they really wanted to talk about her new job but he would always be doing something else related to the play and it sort of made them draw farther and farther apart because he'd always be preoccupied and he wasn't he was valuing his musical over their relationship and it was just i don't i think it was i don't know the thing about biopics i don't know if this is a biopic i think it was a biopic i don't know if it was biopic but anyway they make up some things in the movie, which I don't know if that was made up for dramatic effect, but it might have been. I don't know. Um, by the way, at the end, he loses his girlfriend, and I thought, oh, they'd get back together. They don't. They don't, which is kind of cool in a way because, you know, sort of. I mean, you, you still got to root for your protagonist and all of his endeavors, but I don't know. I was semi-rooting against him. Not... Because the character made me feel that way. It's just kind of the way I am. But, oh, also, um, one thing I thought was kind of a cool touch and something that was probably really important was, you know, Grant is a part, is really about the AIDS crisis. Well, in the movie, basically, um, as he was writing Suburbia, the play that he worked on, I think before Tick, Tick, Boom, before Rent, like, it's like the third or second one down or whatever, um, his friends and people around him are getting AIDS and being diagnosed with AIDS and it's like taking a toll on him. And, uh, I, I think they sing a song about it, but I forgot what the song was called. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of a cool touch, especially his best friend, Michael, who I, I guess gets AIDS. And that kind of takes a toll on, uh, Jonathan because right after, um, suburbia gets rejected he's he he learns that news and it, it i don't it really really takes a toll on any singers this really really cool song that i really liked and it was probably one of my favorite songs in the movie i forgot what it was called but just uh, i guess watch the movie and you'll find out which again i'm assuming if you're listening to this you've probably already seen it but am i the only one that, li that listens to reviews after i've seen the movie or do people listen to reviews before they see the movie? Because I, 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 can't, I don't do that. I, I can't physically do that. I don't know why. But I can't have a movie spoiled for me at all. Like, there... Yeah, I just... I can't. I just... I just can't. One thing I'm realizing is that I probably should enunciate more. Um, but I just have so many things swirling in my head as I'm doing these. So, I don't know if I can do that, but it's probably important I do. Um, 
uh, one thing I wrote in my notes is it's a movie about making a musical sort of in a musical slash movie. That doesn't make sense, but it made sense when I wrote it down. Anyway, um, next thing. He has a fear of losing his... Oh, he has a fear of losing his youth since he's turning 30. That is a huge part of the movie. Because he feels... He hears this ticking, ticking, ticking until... Um, ticking down... He hears a ticking that is, like, ticking down till the time he turns 30. And he's really scared because he feels like he hasn't accomplished anything. And it's kind of cool. And it sort of it sort of makes him panic because about his workshop with Suburbia, which fails ultimately. But, but I mean, you know, he gets one success. I mean, he's going to get a success down the line. But anyway, um, and uh, it was just it was really cool. And it, it especially makes it like I, I especially thought it was kind of cool how the movie ends right on his 30th birthday. I thought that was a really, really cool way to end the movie because it kind of gives him kind of gives closure about how he's just OK and he's going to keep working even when even though he's 30. By the way, he died at 36, which, again, the night before Rent was going to open. So I don't, it was just, you know, uh he died from a seizure, I think, or something. I forgot what he died from. I thought he died from a seizure, but maybe it was like an aneurysm or something. Um, uh, um, I found myself feeling... Like, I, I get emotional during movies, surprisingly. Um, and this movie, at the end, like, when he was singing about Michael, it was, like, such an emotional song um, that I... Uh, uh, it was just, it was hard. It was hard to watch. It made me feel sad. I don't know. I, don't, I get really emotional during movies. But anyway, yeah, it was, you know, I realized that a lot of people I know are going to be listening to this, including family members. So, um, I don't know if that's kind of embarrassing, but I cry during movies like a lot, like a lot, a lot. So here's some incriminating things about other people. Did you know Liam Neeson pees his pants? Just on the fly just while he's walking just pees his pants anyway let's get back to the movie um uh so yeah john's best friend gets diagnosed with aids and has huge emotional impact and he just it like completely like he he just it's like it shatters him but it also helps him build himself back up in a way um well not build himself back up confidence wise because i mean well not confidence wise but it helps build him back up i think it gives him a boost to like strive to do better before his friend um uh like passes away because aids will do that uh i think i mean it, it definitely at least then was killing a lot of people i don't know if it's still killing more people i'm not i'm not completely sure about that but um yeah and i don't know and then his ex-girlfriend leaves for her new job this is now his ex-girlfriend but yeah and then it ends with his Girlfriend, his his thirtieth birthday. Um, right after I finished the movie, I wrote down some thoughts about the movie, and I'm just gonna read that to you right now. Um, how far along with this review are we? We're like fifteen minutes in. Okay, all right. So my thoughts were, just I'm gonna read this verbatim. This movie is a movie. This movie is mo. I'm really bad at writing things down. All right. Uh, oh, this movie is a moving and 
well-executed piece of film. So I'm really stupid in this. I was, I was, and still I am moved. But this was again right when I was after I got um, but right after I finished the movie, moved by what I saw. This is a heart-wrenching movie that will leave you in tears. The music elevates every scene they have in it, and sometimes they aren't spaced. Sometimes the songs aren't spaced out very well from each other. But still, it was a really good movie. If I ever make a movie, I I would love to make one like this. Maybe writing everything down while making while watching this movie gave me a different perspective. But I don't care. I really like this movie. The music makes me emotional. So I think that really sums it up pretty well. Um. I mean, I I just I. I don't know. It sums it up pretty well. I honestly don't know what else to say about this movie other than watch it. Um, because it's it's really great. I didn't even know Andrew Garfield could do that good of an American accent because I genuinely forgot he was British while watching this movie. And then once I watched interviews during this movie, I realized, yeah, he's British. Also, did you know that he's um I said did you know a lot in this thing, but did you know that um, he was actually born in, I think, America. I don't forgot where in America, but then was raised in, um, in, in the UK. So he's technically an American. American-born, at least. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a great movie. Um, I'd give it at least a solid 8. At least an 8. Just at least. It's, it's a great movie. And I would absolutely love to talk about it more but i don't know what else to say at this current moment but i'll probably think of something right after i finish or something i don't know yeah but anyway um max will be back i keep saying that but i think he will we're on our 10th episode now and we're really close to our year anniversary well of this of this podcast we have about two more months before it's the year anniversary. So we're probably going to do a, um, a anniversary podcast. But we've got a, quite a more episodes before that happens. Um, I've had thoughts of maybe doing like a... Because I'm not going to... I have school and so I'm not going to make more podcasts while school is ending. But I only have a week more of school. And then there's Christmas... Which I'm thinking of the week leading to Christmas of doing like one podcast each day. But then I realize I have a hard time doing even one. So I feel like that might not be feasible. But I'm going to try, okay guys? I'm going to try. But I still need to like... Honestly, with this podcast, I experience a, like a lot of burnout. Despite the fact I don't even post a lot. But you'd be surprised about the how many times I go up to this microphone, record something for like... 10 or like 20 minutes and then have just be like i don't like this and then delete it sometimes i have to be like you know what i'm just gonna have to post this and i feel like that's might happen if i do like a week-long thing of doing a christmas movie each day but you know what i might just have to settle Whew. i'm watching a lot of different movies recently like, I really like, um, or at least right now, and I probably will, because it'll probably be, like, some phase. I have, I've gone to phases of movies, like, a lot. But I really like the Evil Dead Sam Raimi movies. I've only seen, like, 
I want to say two, but I don't really know. I don't think I've only seen one. I don't remember. But I really liked it, and they made another one, Army of Darkness, which I really want to see. Oh, yeah, by the way, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do my Army of Thieves review so close. I'm just, I, I just don't know what to say about it. It was a great movie and all, which I'm probably going to say for the rest of my life if I do this podcast, because I only do movies I like. But it was a good movie. But I just, I don't know, there was not a ton to say. It was a tad bit bland, but you'll hear about it more later. Um, God, we're here at 20-minute mark. All right, well, I'll see you guys soon. Um, let's see if we can get to 21 minutes. Let's see if I can keep talking for about another 10 seconds. And three, two, one, and I'll see you guys later.